You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Hallelujah. Okay, come with me to Exodus 16. We'll start our meditation from there. You know, last Wednesday, I think we learned also from our study from Sunday, the follow-up, that every activity has a window of opportunity. We can't always do everything. We don't have all the time. And even if we had all the time, all the time is not the right time for everything. Praise the Lord. And that is part of the things that come with maturity. As we mature in life, we begin to uh, be more sensitive to opportunities. We begin to more, you know, um, we begin to get more intentional and um, more. Uh, what word will I use in now? We, we work more in alignment with the divine agenda. One of the key successes to David's life was that he always aligned with what God was doing. And God would say to him, move now. God would say to him, don't go now. God would say to him, run, pursue, overtake. You know, if you read that account, you would agree with me that it doesn't make sense pursuing that, those enemies at that time. Because his men were discouraged. You remember the story? But God said that is the time you should what? Pursue. And God said you will overtake and you recover all. I pray that you will pursue in the right time. You will overtake and you will recover all because you will be sensitive to what the Lord is saying in Jesus' name. Praise God. So we say there is always a window of opportunity. The right time to do the right thing. The right thing can't always be done at any time. And that's why those of us that are here, we must be grateful to God. You know, as I was meditating on this, the Lord took me to the experience of the man, the rich man, and the Lazarus, the story our Lord Jesus told. And you know, the rich man now knew what was the right thing to do. But unfortunately, his time had passed. Praise the Lord. His time had passed. And then he began to intercede for the people who were his family members, who their time hadn't passed. And he said, can someone please be sent to them? Let them do what I know now that I knew then that I didn't do. You will do what you know to do the right time to do it. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, Exodus 16, we'll read from verse 11. And we'll read down to 30. Praise God. Are we ready? And the Lord spoke to Moses saying... I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So it was that quails came up at evening and covered the camp. And in the morning the dew lay all around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted there on, on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance, as fine as frost on the ground. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need. 
one omer for each person, according to the number of persons. Let every man take it for those who are in his tent. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered, and gathered some more and some less. So when they measured it by omers, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. Every man had gathered according to each one's need. And Moses said, let no one leave any of it till morning. Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning. And it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot, it melted. And so it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread, two omas for each one. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you bake today and boil what you boil. And lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid it up till morning as Moses commanded. And it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Then Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. Now it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, How long? Do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Okay, we understand what the story is telling us here. Praise the Lord. This is the account of um, the provision that the Lord began to make for the nation of Israel in their journey, in their wilderness journey. And um, what had happened is that the people started lamenting about their feeding and all of that. And God said to Moses, I've heard their desires and I'm going to their complaints, okay? I've heard their complaints and tell them I'm going to give them meat, I'm going to give them bread, I'm going to take care of them. And this is what I'm going to do in the evening. There will be quails in the morning. I'm going to send bread. And the way this bread was going to come was that it was going to come in some form. The dew is going to cover it. When the dew begins to rise, they're going to pick it up like flakes from the ground. And the Lord said to these people, let every man, verse 16, let's look at 16. It says, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Say, let every man do what? Gather it according to each one's need. Now, one omer for each person. According to the number of persons who are in the house. Okay? Let every man take for those who are in his stand. One omer for each person. God says, let it be gathered according to each one's need, and it is one omer for each person, okay? So, a family of seven should gather how many? Seven omers. A family of five should gather how many? Five omers. Okay? Let's see what goes on here. 17 says, let's read 17. 
Then the children of Israel did so, and what? Gathered. Some more, some less. Now, what does some more mean? Some more means that the family of five gathered how many? Clap for yourselves. Okay, some less, less meant that the family of seven probably gathered what? Five. Okay, now look at what happened. <laughs> Eighteen. When they got home, when it was time to eat it, it says, so when they measured it by omers, he who gathered much had what? Leftover. What does it mean? It means that the family of five that gathered ten, when they measured it, what did they find they had? I can go home. Praise the Lord. The family of seven <laughs> that gathered less, what happened? They had no lack. Every man had gathered according. Okay. Now it goes on. Verse 19 says, And Moses said, Let no one leave any of it till what? Morning. You're following it now. Verse 20 says what? Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses. But some of them left part of it until morning. And what happened? It bred worms. <laughs> it bred worms. Did he breed worms the previous day? Why did he breed worms this day? Why? Disobedience. You people have graduated. Oh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, what, what I, uh, the Lord wants us to meditate on this morning is, you know the statement, mind over matter. How many of us have heard it before? Mind over matter, okay? It's, um, it's what is used in um, sports, is used in, you know, um, sports, military training generally to help you to know that you can actually accomplish beyond what your body can do, okay? To, to know that you can, if you believe it, like the world will say, you know, everybody in the world tends to believe in faith. He said, believe it and you can achieve it, isn't it? It's actually a form of mind over matter. But this morning, what we want to learn, which is what is the real truth, is not mind over matter. It is the word over matter. Praise the Lord. And then because the word is so big, it's not just the word over matter, it is the word over all. Praise the Lord, somebody. Let me say the word. Over what? Which includes matter. Because matter is what? Matter is a thing. Okay? Matter is whatever that has weight and occupies space. Isn't it? So, but the word now we are talking about will not just be more than matter. It's going to be more than everything. So, it covers both things that are invisible. It covers both things that don't have weight. It covers both things that don't have that, that don't occupy space. The Bible says, at the name of Jesus, what happened? Every knee should what? Bow. Of things where? In heaven, on earth, and what? It says it's been made head. How many? Unto how many? Principalities and powers, thrones and dominions. So the authority, the superiority of the word is not just over things. Praise the Lord. It is over what? All that you can imagine. The word of God is superior. And why we're taking this account is that here practically, God is showing to us that this thing that we see it now, or the food, this manner that they gathered, it had chemical components. So the scientists could go and study it 
and say that this thing has capability of what? Staying for one day or two days or three days before it spoils, isn't it? Or they could even wait and say, if you bring this uh, quantity of uh, manna into the house, it's going to feed ten people, okay? But because God said this is what it is, their weighing will fail. Are you getting me now? Because it will feed who God said it will feed. And will not be able to feed who God said it can feed. Why? Because the word controls everything. And you and I as Christians have been privileged to step back, to be brought beyond, behind the curtains. You know when they make movies, after the movie has become popular, they show you the making of the movie. After God has made his word, he's showing believers what? The making of the word. And the making of the word says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was what? With God. And the word was God. And verse 3 says, and all what? Things were made by him. Without him, without the word was what? Nothing made that was made. So we are now being brought behind the curtains to see how God used his word to create all that we see and cannot see. And if you move further in Hebrews, you can, we can take us there, please. Hebrews 1, 3, I believe. Or we can start from verse 1. Let's just honor the Lord as we read. It says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in this last day spoken to us by his son, whom he has what? Appointed heir of how many things? All things. Then he's now telling us what we already knew from John chapter 1. Through whom also he made the world. Now let's read three. Let's read it together. Who being the brightness of his glory, yes? And the express image of his person. What else does he do? He upholds not just that he made all things. All things exist by him. Praise the Lord. There's a concern in the world now about artificial intelligence and robotics and all of that. And the concern is that a lot of the things that man is, you know, engineering is bringing out of their, you know, by their engineering and their, you know, God's gift to them, that there are some sections, some school of scientists that are concerned that man will soon, may soon lose control of what he's making. I don't know if some of you read the story or the account um, of, um, is this series, series, series um, Apple? Series Apple? Okay, where is a Siri told one child to go and insert some metallic object in, in the plug in, her, in their house? A little child. I don't know what she has, Siri. Okay, so Siri is supposed to tell you what should be productive. Where, I, don't know, I don't know what it should tell you. Anyway, but these things that human mind is, you know, putting to help, they are becoming destructive. Praise the Lord. Because man can release, but man cannot control. What he's saying here is that God did not just make all things. What He does what? He upholds all things by the word of his power. Can we put our hands together and just celebrate the king over all? The king over all. Praise the Lord. So in this account that we have in Exodus you know, 16, we see where the word of God is exerting control over very basic food, matter, bread. So the word says, this bread, today is Monday, okay? 
Let's take it today is Monday. The same bread, the same composition of flour, you know, uh, uh, whatever the bread is made with, will last today. By the next day, it breeds worms. Okay? Now, Monday, the same thing. Tuesday, the same thing. Wednesday, the same thing. Thursday, the same thing. The, the, the Jewish Sabbath was Saturday. Friday, the bread of Friday is the same bread. Are you following me? But the word of God comes on that Friday and says, gather twice as much. Okay? So they go out and they gather double that they would have gathered or they'd been gathering. And ate the one they ate on Friday. By Saturday morning, the bread that breeds worms and stings overnight is fresh. Praise the Lord. The same bread. What has happened? Simple. God said this bread, you will serve them for what? Saturday. Why? Because on this day, I don't want them to go out. Child of God, there is a rest that remains for the people of God. When you enter into working in sync and alignment with God, you will find rest. Are you with me? You will enter into a state of rest, not inactivity, a state of rest where all things answer the way he said it will be. Because you see, who can resist? Uh, We've learned here that human beings are the only part of God's creation that resists his will. So the moment you can agree with God, that means everything is, is expressway. We are the only part of God's creation. That God has to convince. We're the ones that they have to preach to. We're the ones that they have to persuade. We're the ones that they have to convince. We're the ones that they have to train. We're the ones that they have to keep telling. That's why as we read on here, we we see in verse 28 of our text, where God, you know, in exasperation was saying to this, we say, how long? How long? How long do you refuse to keep my commandment? And very important, brothers and sisters, here for this year, is that notice here, this commandment is referring here now. Immediately, we can see that the commandment is not the way we look at it. You know, whenever I, we hear commandments, what do we hear? Rules. When we hear rules, what do we imagine? Restriction. What, when we see restriction, what do we see? Not allowing us to exercise liberty. Our freedom is being curtailed. But can you see that every commandment of God is to bring you to a rest? Praise the Lord. That's, it says how long? When, when, when they kept it the day they shouldn't keep it. What happened the next day? In their homes, what happened? There was a stench. Physically, spiritually, every act of disobedience creates a stench. It breeds worms. Spiritually, you may not be able to see it physically, but every time we we disobey. Because the word of the commandment of God to you and I is to bless us. He loves us more than we can love ourselves. So whatever God is saying to you to do is because he wants you to be blessed. If you don't do it, whether you see it physically or not, understand, we said the Old Testament is put to us in pictures. Okay? The Old Testament is the pictures of what the principles of the New Testament, you know, are teaching us. 
So this is what it is. So God says to me, stay here. And I, I don't stay here. I go somewhere. I may go and come back thinking that I've escaped. No, what has happened is that there's some stench around me. There's some worms around me. Why? Because I have not obeyed the commandment of the Lord, which is for my good. Are we together? That is why the Bible can say to you and I, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are what? Are the called according to his purpose. That's one statement that we, even I, you know, we just misuse it. We just tell everybody and anybody. All, we know all things work together. All things don't work together for anybody who is not obeying the commandments of God. It is the commandments of God that brings out good in any situation. So in this case now, the man who is a double-double man, who took double on Monday, what will he see on Tuesday? Stench. If he took double on Tuesday, he'll see what on Wednesday? Stench. And if he now went on Friday and took double... On Saturday, because he aligns, are you following scripture now? Because he aligns with the word of God, the double is what? Fresh. So it's not necessarily the action, it is the obedience to the commandment. Praise the Lord, somebody. Another man will say, I'm a single, single man. So on Monday, he takes one. Tuesday, he takes one. And then Friday as well, he takes only one. What will happen to him on, on Saturday, sorry? When he goes out Saturday... He won't see anything. Why? Because he has not aligned with the word. That's why I say thank you for the song. Order my steps in your word. That's where there is life. Order my steps in your word. This is the basic, basic, basic presentation of what we are talking about. We can now push it to different extremes. Come with me to Deuteronomy 8. In Deuteronomy 8... Um, yeah, we can start from verse 1. Okay. So Deuteronomy 8 says, Every commandment which I command you today, okay, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. Every what? Commandment that I command you today. Say, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And it says, and you shall remember, and you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you and to know what was in your heart, whether you will keep his commandment or not. It says, so he humbled you allowed you to hunger, fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that it might make you to know that man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. God here now is referring them to the account of the manna. He says, I, I, I put that in as a practical demonstration that the bread is not really what sustains you. That what sustains you is the word. So you can have the bread and when you step out of the word, the bread will stink. And you can have the bread, or rather, when the bread should stink, because you're in line with the word, what will happen? The bread will be fresh. So the bread is good. 
God created the bread. Just like God created everything that is in this world. Praise the Lord. Nothing in itself, like the Apostle Paul says, all things are lawful, but not all things are what? Expedient. So nothing in this world is bad of itself. Even um, uh, uh, the drugs and things that people abuse. It's the abuse that is a problem because God created it to be used for something. Okay? So nothing in itself is bad. However, God is saying that everything must be what's brought under sub my word. My word must have priority. My word must be superior. Praise the Lord. My word must come first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Put God first. Love God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your might, with everything that you have. Okay? This is where the challenge is. Because the one that they're saying we should put first, oftentimes is not visible. It's not tangible. I can see bread. Praise the Lord. Uh, you're telling me, child of God, I bought you a Christian. Is it Christian? I go chop. You're, you get what I'm saying? You say, I believe God, believe God. This believe God. This one, I can see this one. That is what this whole thing is about. The Lord knowing that the fight is going to be over and over. That's why he said to them, verse 2, he says, And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way. These 40 years in the wilderness to humbly and test you, to know what was in your heart, to whether you keep his commandment. He says, three says, so he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, fed you with manna which you did not know, that he might bring you to know. That he might do what? Make you to know. Last Sunday, we, we, we learned here that part of the things that are gifts or endowments are our trials. Praise the Lord. How many of us remember? Now, let, let, let me tell you how your, let, let, let's see better how your trials work for you, okay? Or how your experiences, even the difficult things. I, I've told us, I don't know why we, maybe we'll have to start a marriage, pro, special marriage class. You know, you know, when the Bible says, husbands, love your wives, dwell with your wife with understanding and all of that. If you're an Igbo man, you don't learn it easily because I don't know about other tribes, okay? But as an Igbo man, your wife is your property, you marry her, and then one thing you owe her is that she'll be eating your money. But as she's, that's why they're called the Oriako. But you are the Nnaoku. That means I'm not just Nna. Your father is Nna, but me, I'm Nnaoku. I'm your guy. Okay? So when your wife comes in, she's to answer to you. Do you understand? So, so an Igbo man that marries needs a reconfiguration of that mindset. Are you with me? And that reconfiguration doesn't normally come by him sitting in church and hearing it. Because when he hears pastor, he says, pastor, you did talk your own. Let me tell you how it comes. It comes by affliction. So after I got married, okay, I had this man, I've told us the story here, who I met in church, okay. And okay, there are several of them, but let, let me use this one. Who I met in church, he was bald-headed. I was very young then, I was 20-something years and he was very, unquote, he acted very spiritual. He always carried a small Bible in his pocket. When we want to eat, he would do exhortation. So when I started, you know, <laughs> when I got on with this man and we were to do business, praise the Lord. <laughs> ah, we were to do business, so it was wood export. And in this business, it was my, all my money and his expertise, Okay. And we're doing this business. And my wife would keep telling me, I don't feel comfortable with that guy. 
I don't feel comfortable. Not that she won't even dare call him that guy. Because he was like a spirit man. So, whatever, you know. I don't feel comfortable. How come you're the one bringing money? How come he's not bringing any? You know, she, but whenever he talks, I just say, keep quiet, keep quiet. This is business. You get what I'm saying? You know, I say, I, I, in my mind, I say, what does she know? Like our president says, she belongs to the, the, the other room. Uh-huh. You understand? Okay. Until... Little by little, the guy started showing me. The thing was opening, my eye was opening small, 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 small. Until the 419 was fully grand. Then I learned that this woman they gave me, that there are some things my eyes can't see. So they show her so that her voice can speak to my ears. You see, you don't learn some things unless you go through trials. He says, I led you through that terrible wilderness. Child of God, you're here this morning. And God brought you through 2021, through 2020. And you passed through a lot of things. Tap your neighbor and say, have you learned the lesson? Because all that God permits, because he's our father and he loves us. If the trials come and God permits it, he's looking that you get wiser, stronger, better out of that experience. But if you don't get, then the devil has won. Praise the Lord. So some people say, eh, eh, Mommy Chi is this. It's, it, I, I didn't start, I, when I married her, I didn't say whatever you say, I will consider it. No, it was by reason of affliction, plenty money lost, plenty experiences. She doesn't tell me if you had listened to me, but I keep hearing it. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So God is saying to them here, He says, I, verse 3, He says, I humbled you, I allowed you to hunger. I allowed you to hunger. Somebody is here. God said, I allowed you to hunger. Are you hearing me? I allowed you to hunger. And I sustained you. You just barely made it. Because if you didn't make it, you won't be here. I fed you with manna, which your father didn't. It says that I might make you know that man shall not what? Live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God or from the mouth of God. This is the lesson I wanted you to catch. And truthfully, the moment you catch that lesson, there's a rest. There's a rest. There's a peace. We're talking about on, on, on Wednesday for those who are not there. Please try and always be there on Wednesday. Make it part of your growth, you know, for this year. Make it that you won't humble. You'll go from Sunday, Sunday attendance to Wednesday attendance. Amen. Yes, if you can go to Hilton, if you can go to any other place on Wednesday by 6 p.m., you can come here. Everybody here, are you listening to me? Some people are bending their heads. <laughs> Just come. Even if you come late, you'll catch something. Okay. So, God is putting it here. He said, I, 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 my, my intention is to bring you to where matter does not influence your decisions again. What influences your decisions is what the Lord is saying. Order my steps in your word. Child of God, when you get to that point, I'm telling you, I don't know how to express this better. You will enter rest. You enter rest. You, you, you come into the place where, because you see, 
the, the storm, just like they said, okay? You, you know when, when there, there are uh, um, is this tsunamis and all the things that happen in the waters, okay? The storm, the waves and all of that. When it's moving, okay? All of that movement, all of that chaotic thing you see in the oceans, eh? Doesn't get to the seabed. It is on the surface. There is a part of the sea that has not moved for centuries. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When, when you see all that movement, you think the sea is moving. No, it's the surface. It's a particular level that is making all that movement. There is a part of the sea that is at peace. What we are talking about is when you grow to where the world alone controls you. You come to that place where you are at peace in spite of what is happening in your circumstances. That's why the poor, the poor the apostle can be in prison and be telling the people who are at home, rejoice. And again, I say what? Rejoice. You know why? Because when he was in prison, he did not think the chains bound him. He said, I am in prison for the word of God. So it wasn't the change that held Paul. He had seen the word over matter. What he was now saying was that I'm in prison for the word of God. And then he said, thanks God, because the gospel has come to Caesar's household. How else would Caesar's household grant him audience? The word over matter is a place of peace. Is a place of rest. Is a place of power. Because you see, you know that the world will come to fulfillment. So it doesn't matter what people are doing. People are jumping up and down. Do not, you know the world will come to fulfillment. So you, 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 you experience that peace, that calmness of the seabed. Where you just know that all these things, when they finish, I'm here. I did come. Back. That's what it is. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise Jesus somebody. So, so, so God's purpose and God's desire for you and I is that when we see whatever it is, when we hear whatever we hear, when we experience whatever we experience, it does not move us unless the word of God says we should be what? Moved. It's a place you can get to. Praise the Lord. I say it's a place you can get to in the name of Jesus. And it's a place you need to get to. Hallelujah. I say it's a place what? You need to get to. You need to get to. Are children in church today? Children, praise the Lord. You shouldn't take injections this year. But should you need to take injections? You should have learned by experience that no matter how you cry and kick, even your father and mother will hold you. Isn't it? If they're going to hold me and make that wicked noise, you know, put that injection in me. Why don't I save my energy? You know why they kick? They are kicking, hoping that daddy will come and save them. Then they look at daddy's face. Daddy is an accomplice. <laughs> they kick more. Let mother come and help me. Mother is an accomplice. Now, if all these things are going to be so, why kick? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. So, so, so the Bible says, the, the, the Bible says Colossians 2 now. Come with me to Colossians 2. Colossians 2 from verse, um, I'm actually going to verse 8, but we can do from verse 1. Colossians 2 
says, For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and for those who are in Laodicea, and for as many as not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all the riches of the fullness, of, of, of riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid in all the treasure, treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Verse 4. It says, Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Six, which is what begins to build up. He said, as you therefore have received Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus the Lord. He says, so do what? Walk in him. As we have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, or as Lord. He said, we should do what? We should walk in him. Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith, as you have been taught. Abounding in it with what? With thanksgiving. Verse 8. Let's read 8 together, everybody. He said, beware. Lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Here, the word of God is saying to you and I, now that we have believed in Christ, let us fully, praise the Lord, let us fully walk in Christ, praise the Lord. You see, the, the, the Christians were called Christians. The, the church, the Antioch Christians were called Christians. Not, we've said there, not because of where they congregated. It was because of the way they lived their lives. It was because of the way they spoke, just like we sang. It was because of the type of songs they sang. It was because of their attitude. Now, mind over matter says, your mind, which is what? Basically, your way of thinking, your will, your desires, and you know, your judgment and perception should say, this thing, my mind, I can do this thing. Isn't it what it says? Now, when we come into Christ, the Apostle Paul says, I can do what? All things what? Through Christ who strengthens me. Praise the Lord. Do you be, have you made that statement before? Now, can I help you to process your mind? How many areas of your lives have you applied that statement? Do you know it's only in the things you want? How many of us, when I talked about midweek service now, it's basic. I mean, midweek service is not a measure of going to heaven. How many of us said, I can do it through Christ? Some already said, Pastor, you don't understand. This one, Christ can do it. I can do all things through Christ. Who what? Strengthens me. Is the belief, is the mindset, is the faith of those who are in, rather, should be of those who are in Christ Jesus. So when somebody is a Christian and you tell him this is what God wants you to do, immediately for the person is a done deal. You know why? Because that's what his maker wants him to do. He does not process it again, whether it is convenient, whether it is historical, whether it is traditional. Just like as I used the example of husband and wife. For some people, when you, they hear some things that the word of God requires them, they will immediately throw it up with their tradition. And tell you that, well, it's okay, but where I come from, how many have made that statement before? Okay, how many haven't made it, but they had it? <laughs> where I come from? Now, that is the thing now. Where you come from must be subject to whose you are now. You are in Christ Jesus. You are a Christian. As simple as that. Where we come from 
is important as long as Christ has not come into the equation. If you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, he's not the partner. He's not the uh, 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 traveling companion. Christ Jesus comes in as who? The Lord. So in your business, Christ Jesus does not come in as a booster. He comes in in that business as what? As the Lord. In, your, in the life of your children, Christ Jesus does not come in. That's why your children now, the, the Bible says to children, honor your father and mother, right? That your days may be long. But to this Christian parent now, we don't, we, we, we don't subdue children. We train them. We admonish them. We enlighten them. So whereas we can tell them stories how our fathers used belts to be taught in, into submission, we cannot use that again. Why? Because Christ Jesus is the Lord of our parenting. Is someone here with me? So what I would do is what Christ would do. Is what Christ says works. So I'm doing business also. What principles do, do I apply in my business? It, I don't apply principles. This is very critical now. I don't apply principles that work. Because that's where the challenge is. A lot of people tell you this works. Hallelujah. I was hoping I may not get to say this, but I, I just have to. When we're building this place, when we're building this place, you know, you know, building, so you, a lot of us are enjoying now because you come, you don't even hear any announcement about money and all of that. But then, I mean, we needed a lot of money to buy the land and do all of that. So there are many ideas that came, very sincere people, very godly people. Some of them said, let's create an enablers group. It works. The church I was in Lagos. That's how they had this group. You know, the pastor called them and they were called enablers. And they were the ones that were building the church. And I checked it and it actually works. But I said it's not according to Christ. Because Christ said when people come into your church, don't ask one sit here. Don't ask one sit there because of their prosperity. Isn't that what the Bible says? It says if you do that, you become a judge of what Christ has made free. So if I create enablers, I'm going to be disqualifying somebody who came to church purely because I, you don't even know how much someone has. Praise the Lord. Some people with the biggest cars are the tightest fingers. Some people that might be driving, especially in Abuja, we don't want stolen money here. Some civil servants that will be driving 406 can have 700 plus of land. Criminals. So the pastors that are doing it should be more sensitive and know the people to bring. Anyway, so I said to him, it's a good idea and I know it works. But in Christ, Christ won't do that. Christ won't see all of you now and, and, and pick some people, you know, and say you're enablers. And then the rest are praying for them. So you people should be, you know, just uh, on the mountain praying. Then this way will be making money. I said, Christ won't do that. It works so. And to somebody, it may not be wrong. We're just saying, is the word over what? Matter, over all. Another person said, okay, let's not do it that way. Because, you know, pro, pro, project time is of essence. He said, okay, wh- why don't you call some people as well now? Some people have this money. Let them give the money to church. And then when we build, you know, we'll now be paying them off slowly. Okay. And he said, they've used this somewhere and it works. I know when people see the place built already, There'll be, you know, when people see something is working, everybody likes to identify with success. Okay? So, I I thought of it also. It was a very good idea. Praise the Lord. And it works. But the problem, I said, Abba, so I now sit down and be owing a church member. What if in the process of why I'm owing him, 
the church member commits adultery. Will I be able to preach that adultery sin? Didn't the Bible say that borrow a servant to the lender? Now, when I see the brother, I say, hallelujah. You know, God has forgiven us our sins. Even the ones you are yet to sin, he's a good God. He's a good God. <laughs> because there's a way you preach it. Now, the brother will say, pay me my money. <laughs> you know? So, so, so I said to him, it's a good idea, but no, I, I don't want to be in bondage. The borrow servant, the lender, you know? So, but, but we didn't get to, that, that was where he stopped. You know, the, I mean, the idea is that was how, how far he went. Okay, so it took longer and all of that, uh, but, but we're here. But why am I saying that? I'm saying that because I read recently a, 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 an embarrassing story about a beautiful church that was built recently. On, to realize that they took long, about four point something billion, is it dollars or naira? To be, I said, what, for, for what purpose? To build church? You're borrowing from five banks. The Muslims in that church, how would they feel? Sorry? In the bank, sorry. How would they feel? I mean, I, I, do you understand? What, what, who is putting you under that pressure? Do you understand? Listen, there's liberty in Christ. In Christ Jesus, you are made. You are blessed. You don't need to bring it. If the church is meeting in a mud house, and the Bible says where two or more are gathered together in my name, what is happening there? It didn't say where two or more are gathered on marble. Under POP. Is that what the Bible said? Where they are gathered in my name. As long as Christ is gathered with you. That is accomplishment. That's why here, listen. The, your pastor is not under pressure. The earlier you get it, just know. If it's not according to Christ, I'm not wasting my time. Are you getting what I'm saying? It, it, might, it might be working. I'm, I'm glad I, I made that clear. It might be working. There are lots of tricks on social media and other things to boost. You see, people like where there is number. So if the pastor finishes preaching and you go and boost it and there are 7 million views, those who wouldn't have listened to the message will listen. So you get 7 million fake and 740. 40 will be the ones who will follow the millions that are coming because of the number. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you see, in my heart, I know that this thing is not pure. Now, the devil, they say that, that the devil is what? Busy. The song they sang. Isn't that what you sang in the choir? If the enemy, the, the Bible says that he who is guilty of one commandment, of breaking one commandment, is guilty of what? Is all. If the enemy can convince you to disobey God, no matter how justifiably in one area, you know what has happened? The Bible says he has gained a foothold. And his feet are very big. Because what immediately portrays is this. You're interested in public opinion. You're interested in perception. You're interested in, you know, unquote success. And there should be nothing wrong with that. The only thing wrong with that is that the Bible says, these things are the philosophies of men. Meanwhile, definition of success, who defines your success? The association of uh, uh, engineers, the association of architects, association of billionaires. Who defines your success? Who defines your success, like we read in the account there, is the master. He says when he comes back, he's going to look and say to what? Well done, thou good. Imagine, imagine being a success, unquote. And then the master comes, and the master that is not your master is saying you're a success. But the master that is your master is saying you're in trouble. 
It's like answering geography questions in a maths exam. You get the location well. Eh? But the marking scheme is what? Is mad- mathematics. What are you going to score? So, so th- th- these are things that put pressure on us. We that are Christians, this year God is saying to us, can, can you come into my rest? Can you come into my, can, can you come to be with me at the frequency I pray? And this, that's why we took that. So, so it says, verse 8 of Colossians 2. It says, beware lest anyone do what? Cheat you through what? Philosophy. Philosophy is not bad. But when it begins to struggle with the wisdom of God. What is philosophy? Philosophy is the love of wisdom. It's teachings, you know, knowledge. Okay? And, 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 and what we pick from here is this. Okay, let's let, just put 2 Timothy 3, so I'll use that. 2 Timothy 3, 5 to 7. Okay, 5 to 7. It's, 2 Timothy 3, 5 to 7 says, yeah, Having a form of godliness, but denying his power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various laws. 7. It says, Always learning and never what? Able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Let's stop there. It says, Philosophy is a love of wisdom. Is a love of learning. Is a love of information. Is a love of inner encounters. And we're, we're in that danger in our generation now. People just want to hear something interesting, something powerful, something shaking. Okay? That, that's what people do. So there's a lot of listening. There's a lot of seeking to learn. But verse 5 says, having a form of godliness but denying what? It's power. Listen, if all the learning, if all the learning is not bringing a change in your basic life, like some people, how, how can you be a Christian and you'll be owing somebody and be posting the person? Whereas you don't even need to go far. It says if you have the power to do good and you say to your neighbor, go and come tomorrow. What does the Bible call it? It's a wickedness. What type of, what, what are you learning again if you won't pay who you're owing? Eh? Do you need a, a university degree to pay? But people are just excited. They are accumulating, you know, teachers and people who are, t- ah, this thing is powerful. This thing is wonderful. I've told you here, when I'm listening to a man of God preach, anybody preach, I'm listening to what Jesus is saying to me. Jesus never tried to impress anybody. That's why the parables are so simple. I've told us here, if the Bible said, unless you become as little children, you cannot enter the kingdom. It means that the kingdom is what? Is brought down to the level where little children can enter. But there are some also that is taken so high that when little children here say, this one, I can't, I can't do it. I fall. No, don't bother yourself about that. What God is saying to you, eh? What God is saying to you, you don't need too much to hear him. What you need is a heart of obedience. Because when he finishes, it might just be, my friend, humble yourself. That's, all, that's the conclusion. Humble yourself. Go and read the teachings of Christ. They're not complex. He said, take no thought. They, they, just, they just rearrange you. They bring you to the same frequency of the creator of the heavens and earth. And, and when you really learn them, stars and mass, when you really learn them, there's a peace it gives you. There, there's a love that exists. There's, there's a, an appreciation of fellow human beings. You, 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 don't, you don't come to God and meet God 
and then go judging people, go thinking you're better than people, go thinking that, uh, you know, like, like those days, some people, you know, after they say, ah, you never hear, come, come and, and hear deep. What is deep? Let your, if your life is deep, I don't need to hear. I will say, I see Sister Vera, the way she handled that situation. If it were me, I would have, my, my fuse would have burst. That is deep. When your life begins to call other people's lives, when your experience, when the way you react, your colleagues go home and say, Hi, Mr. Johnson is, in, is something else. You know, the boss scolded, scolded, shouted, shouted. Mr. Johnson was just like this. That is deep. It's not it's my year of conflagration. What, what are the things? That... Have you heard? I don't need to hear. I want to see. I hear him. That, that, that is what it is. He said through philosophy, love of wisdom. We are learning, we are learning, we are arguing. This person is better than this. This person is more than this. All of that is immaterial. All of that is immaterial. The other one says, says uh, um, no, let, let's go back to Colossians 2, please. So, so it's not the knowledge so much, but as the obedience to the Christ. Because it says they're ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the, not a truth, of the truth. The truth is where you begin. So when you surrender to Christ, just like we're learning now, you say to yourself, let me hear everybody make this statement. Say, I am a Christian. That's where it begins. It means I've accepted Jesus Christ as my what? What is Lord? Lord is what? Lord, Lord is owner, Lord is master, Lord is determiner, Lord is controller, Lord is the one who has the right to gain pleasure. So I've surrendered to him as Lord, that is it, that's where it begins. So it says that, let no one cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, okay? All kinds of things that go wrong, he said, don't, don't bother about that, don't bother about that. The, the next one says, According to the tradition of men. That's like what I said. The examples people will tell you. Ah, this is how they do it now and it works. This is how you do it. It's what? They say, this is what you're going to do. In this office, this is what you're going to do. If you want to really make it, this is what you're going to do. In, in this marriage, ah, man, eh, hey, you have to keep money. If you buy land, make sure you buy it in your name. If you're building house, don't let your husband. If your husband knows you have money, he won't give you money again. That is the traditions of men. Praise the Lord. It is not according to Christ. It will blow up on you. You know why? (laughs) The people that are doing it and it's working for them. eh? They're on the same side with Satan. Do you understand? And they can do it successfully. I read a story. I don't know how true it is. I read somewhere. About a man that was renting house and paying rent. And it was the wife's house. It's a true story. Now, now. I don't know how it came out, but maybe the woman wasn't born again and then she got born again. She didn't go and tell the husband. The devil can help you cover all those things. Why? Because he's interested in separation. He won't mind. He will help you package it well. But when you're a Christian, the devil is the enemy. Do you understand? He hates you. He hates you. He, he wants you destroyed. You can't get away. Like the common statement we know. Others may, but what? But you, 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 you can't. Others may get away with it, but you can't. You have an enemy. The traditions of men, it may work for them. 
Say, ah, man, this is how you have to treat your wife. So if you just do that, uh, you know, that one, they, they said wash, wash clothes for her, buy pepper for her. She will just see you as nothing. According to Christ, what did Christ do for us? Christ is our husband, Abby. He loved us, gave himself for us. Okay, let's even leave that, the one that is fine. The Bible says he came, he took off his garments. And took the tower, the tower of the servant. That's the lowest assignment in the house, in the Jewish land. Their feet, they didn't wear shoes. Praise the Lord. And water is scarce in the Middle East. Water is very scarce. So they didn't wear shoes, okay? <laughs> so the feet he went to wash probably saw water. You can guess how many days ago. <laughs> and Jesus took up that assignment without being asked to do it and washed the feet of the disciples. Brothers and sisters, that is what? Our examples. That is our example in Christ Jesus. But the traditions of men may work for them all. Are you getting me? But for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, who are coming to learn that you want to get to a place, what, what I've seen in this thing is this. There is a future reward for those who walk according to God's word. But there is a reigning, you know, like we, I think it was at, at the throne, uh, at the crossover, that we, we said that those who reign in life, there is a reigning you reign in life when you surrender to God's way. Praise the Lord. So you look at this, this is okay, this works, this works. But in Christ, this is what I'm to do. You turn your back on that as advantageous as it is. You know, sometimes I tell my wife, I don't know how many of you, I tell my wife that I wish, apart from being born again, the next thing I would have wished is that I'm about 20 years older than you. So that when I tell you something, you say, yes, sir. Let me just be condescending to love you. But you know, this one that, you know, I'm just a year plus older than her. We are just like friends. Maybe that they gave us assignment. We are comparing notes. I, did, I don't want to be, com- I wish we don't compare notes. I just say, wife, let's go here. I say, hey, honey, yes, let's go. But but that wish hasn't been granted. (laughs) Praise the Lord. The the, the traditions. You want want to have... Someone says, let's do this. Say, okay. um, Let me me confer with my wife. He said, your wife. Uh, It's men. It's just men that are going here. They don't understand. Praise the Lord. They don't understand that we are of a different breed. And because... We are different from them. They look at us and say, something is wrong with us. But there is a joy that we are d- drawing from. There is a peace that we are enjoying. There is an authority that we are walking in that they don't know about. The devil will say, he say, Paul, I know. You know why he knows Paul? First of all, he say, Jesus, I know. Abby. <laughs> he knows Jesus as the son of God. Do you know why he knows Paul? Because Paul is in Christ Jesus. Paul is walking after Christ. Praise the Lord. So I know Jesus. They knew Jesus from before time. But whenever I see Paul, what does he do? He reminds me of Christ. If your life reminds the devil of Christ, when you say to him, get out, he will go. There's an authority. Your friends, your, your, your unsafe friends, your neighbors in that office, they will know that this one is not our mate. They might, you know, laugh and do all kinds of things on the surface. But when they get to the back, 
they will know that you're drawing from an inspiration that is superior to them. That's what we covet. That's what we guard. We're not doing it because we want to be Jew men or because we don't want to uh, fly plane, all of that. We want to have that power with God. Want to have that at link so that when you speak a word, heaven says, my son has spoken. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, it, it talks about the traditions of men. Let, let's go now. No, back to Colossians 2, 8. The same 8, please. The last one now. Okay. And it says, according to the basic word, principles of this word. You know, you know what this one is now challenging us to? This one is challenging us to... Either, either you, you, you take it to the... Uh, when I, I studied it, it was talking about... Um, astrology and all the things you know magic and the things that were practiced then but but what the lord said for you now to look at it from is science you see i i tell you praise the lord i tell you you will you will enjoy christianity more when the word of god becomes superior to you than science science we've learned here is actually the study of god's work and the application, isn't it? He studies the physical world, learns it, and calculates this is this. If you mix this with this, you get this. Isn't that science worth saying? But now, just like we learned when we started, when you come to the place where the word of God to you is superior, like we said, water can become wine. By what uh, 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 distillation process? It's distillation that they do chemical, right? By what distillation process? By the word of God. Take the water. And give it to the master of the feast. And water that is water. Are you with me? In obedience. By the time it gets to the master of the feast. What happens? It has become wine. So what happened? According to the basic principles of the world. Water cannot become wine. But in Christ Jesus. He who made all things. If he says water become to wine. He can accelerate the process. That that same water will fall as rain. And enter into the ground, and the vine tree will do what draw it from its roots, and then vine will come out, and then people will fetch the vine and match it, and uh, will, will press it, and then take it to the. He can shorten that time all in a second. Why? He is God. Is somebody hearing me? He is God. He controls all things. He can shorten time. He can elongate time. He came to Lazarus. And they said he has been dead four days. You know what the Spirit of God is saying to you now? He said when Jesus, before he came, what did he say to them? He is sleeping. Death of four days was converted to a nap. He woke Lazarus up with a call. He didn't touch him. Some of us, when we are sleeping, call won't wake up. He came and wake up. That, that call is enough for us to turn to the other side. You know? There's a call they call you. It's enough to turn to one side. There are calls that don't even move you. You hear it in your dream from far. Then there's the one that you turn the other ear. Oh, now they call me. <laughs> Lazarus, come forth. A man dead four days. You know why? God shrank the death and he became sleep. We're talking about word over all. Let's rise on our feet. The principles of this world, they exist. We know what it takes to fly a man. The, 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 the law of dynamic, aerodynamics and all of that. But God said to, to, to the evangelist, Philip, he said, get up. Go back to where you're coming from. There was no boarding pass. No airport. No plane. But the man flew. 
and ladder to where God wanted him to be. He has not changed. Oh. Praise the Lord. I say God has not what? God has not what? God has not what? He has not changed. That thing that you have in the hand. God, God, God said to, Jesus said to them. He said, take the loaves and give the multitude. Five loaves and two fish. He said, give to the multitude. And as they took it and they were giving, they were able to keep giving. What had happened? Five loaves. The matter of five loaves. The weight of five loaves and two fish cannot feed a multitude. But when the word speaks over that matter, it gives us a power to perform beyond what it was originally meant to be. There is a review of creation. And say, this one you are empowered to do more. This morning, God is sending this word to you. Say, look at this year, 2022. Do you want to live at the level of matter? Do you want to operate at the level of philosophies of men? Is it the traditions of men that you want to hold you down? Or is this science? This is impossible. This cannot be done. Ah, no, I cannot do that. That does not happen. In fact, let me tell you people, I've said this before, and I still thank God. Recently on television, a few of us may have seen it. The, the, the president, is it president that the Nigerian Medical, Medical Association has? President or director or whatever. I think it's president. Did you see him on TV? He was thanking God for saving us from the coronavirus pandemic. I've been saying it here. I was happy I heard him. I said, at least a scientist who knows better. He knows that had he been left to science, he said, if not for God, Nigeria would have finished. Are you hearing me? It's because the word of God said mercy over this nation. What am I trying to say? It doesn't matter what science is saying. Even if the virus is, can be seen physically. If the word says no to you, the virus will say, okay, I'm sorry I even bothered. I should have known. Let me try and find another person. Listen. When the corona come, 2019, by the mercy of God, I used to have Qatar, cough and all of that. Seriously. At intervals. I've not had it. Are you hearing me? Because something in my spirit said this thing that I'm making too much noise about it. The Bible says, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts. You put on this station, almost 15 new stations, Corona, Corona. I say, what? What is wrong with you people? There is a name superior to Corona. There is an, a power superior to Corona. And listen to me, child of God, this is possible for you. Don't look at me. I, I, don't, I don't normally make statements like this. But I just realized... At the time, you know, at the time my wife went somewhere and, you know, came back, was coughing. She said she suspects. And then in that period also, somebody had written something. This is the combination to knock out, knock out Corona in advance. She made the mistake of going to take it. That was the chloroquine what? She was saying, hope take. Oh, if I would have fought her, I would have fought her then. Say, what? how can I take protection over what I've been protected from. After she took it, she fell ill. She was not ill. Because you see, this world is first spiritual. I'm not, the people, they're, they're, things are there. Do you understand? I'm not saying things are not there. But I'm saying that that bread could become rotten only if the word of God says 
it should be. That bread will refuse to rot. In fact, I forgot to tell you, the same bread that lasted to Saturday, God said to Moses, tell Aaron, take one and put it in the ark. That bread remained for years, for decades. It would not rot. It would not smell. You know why? Because the word of God said it. Today I'm saying to you, the word of God is keeping you. The word of God says you will stand. The word of God says you will succeed. Just follow me. Order my step in your word. Let me be strong in your word. Let me have victory in your word. Let me love in your word. Can you open up your mouth and begin to declare, I exalt your word. God himself has exalted his word above all his names. Who are you waiting for? Who are you waiting for? This year, 2022, has God said it? Why will I not believe it? Has God spoken it? Why will I not experience it? Why will I not enter into it? Oh, there will be challenges, sir. There will be battles, sir. There will be resistances, sir. But I've come to tell somebody today that the word is still effective. After all these years, the word is still working. He says, upholding all things by the word of his power. Somebody begin to declare your word in my life. I surrender. Your word over matter. Your word over all. They said, you can do this. I said, yes, you're right. But by the word of God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a born again Christian. I have a heritage. I have the power of God working for me. I have the spirit of God at work in me. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died on the cross. I believe he rose again. I believe every word of his. I believe. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I am a believer. I am a believer. I respect science. I respect traditions. I honor traditions. I am not against knowledge, but somebody superior. His name is Jesus. He must be exalted in my life. He must be exalted in my family. He must be exalted in my situation. He must be exalted in our nation. He must be exalted in his church. Be thou exalted, Jesus. We lift you high. Exalt him. Exalt him. Exalt him. Exalt him and his word. Exalt him and his word. Exalt him and his word. You are God. Your word, your word. Your word over all. Your word over all. Your word over all. Your word over all. all. Mighty. 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 Exalt the word. Exalt the word. Exalt the word. Cast down every imagination. Cast down every imagination. Every high thing. Every suggestion. Somebody tells you about scientifically, medically, academically, politically, financially, all of that. Bring them under the word. Bring them under the word. Bring them under the world. 
exalted. Be exalted. Be exalted. Be exalted. Be exalted. We lift you above. We exalt you. We exalt you. In this year 2022, order my steps by your word. Plant my feet in your word. Let me rest in your word. name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I, I want us to take a prayer from from what um, is this science now or the philosopher how many of us know a fruit, Sigmund Freud okay, you know his uh, theory on the mind okay, there's a pre-conscious there's a conscious mind which we are all aware of and then there's a subconscious mind Okay, so I try to look it up. And the conscious mind is the one that what you're thinking, what you're saying, and, you know, drawing from your memory and all of that. The pre-conscious, they say, is the one that's around you. But the one that I'm interested in is the unconscious. Where it, it is said that there's a part of your mind that sometimes escapes into your speech, which you didn't plan to. So it is called, uh, when you say there's a slip of tongue, okay? Like recently, how many of us saw what happened at the death of, um, the, the, the burial of um, the former chief of Amistad? They had less condolence. How many of us saw it? Uh, we don't have Nigerians here. You saw they had less condolence. It's a slip of tongue, okay? But what this man is saying, what Sigmund Freud is saying, is that slips of tongues come from somewhere. If it was not in you, it would not come out. I cannot have a slip of tongue and speak German. If I have a slip of tongue, most likely I will speak Igbo. Or my Yorubas, I don't get well. Am I right? You're going to pray for yourself. That bank that is called your unconscious, let the word of God go and fill it up. I know what I'm telling you. That, that's where the battle is. That's where the battle is. Something happened very recently, just the night before. And I had an option. And that option would have been do this and then go to the hospital. Later. And as I pondered on the option, the Spirit of the Lord said, No, that's not what you do. You say pray. And don't do that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I thank God I prayed. You know, maybe some other time you hear the full testimony. Because what was needed then, if I was planning to go to the hospital, there may never be, be an op opportunity. But the Lord said, no, pray. So I didn't do what was scientific. I did what was faith. And as I did it, I had peace. And now I'm glad that was what I did. You're going to pray in this year 2022. But let, let me tell you, please. You're going to pray, but you're going to work it out. You're going to work it so that your unconscious mind is filled with the word. That, that's where I see many of us suffering loss. When we're in church now, you know what, is to, what to say. 
when you're in this environment, you know, when you prepare, you know what to say. But th- this battle is not fought when you prepare. The enemy, the Bible says, Satan left Jesus for an opportune time. You're going to desire this year, you will so study the word. He said, This church we are talking about, you will so come to church that some of us say, We're in secular environment, say, Praise the Lord. You're discussing with your colleagues, say, you know, like Pastor Ken said. Am I right? You're arguing with your wife, you say, uh-huh. Mommy Chi said it. Unco- when he enters there, when they shake you, shake you, the world will burst out. <laughs> when they push you, the world will come out. At that moment, the devil will have nothing to bring against you. So I want you to pray to the Lord. Lord, this year, 2022, my, my, is, is it my hard drive? <laughs> my unconscious records, let it be filled with your word, with the knowledge of you. We learn that the secret to success, the key to success is accurate knowledge of God. Lord, help me. I want you to take that prayer. Take it serious. It will help your health. It will help your finances. It will help in every area. Lord, let my unconscious mind, let me not have James Bond in my unconscious mind. Let, let me not have a, 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 a what was it? Uh, what, what was it called? Telemundo in my unconscious mind. Let me not have an uh, African movie. Somebody doing voodoo in my unconscious No, no. Let me have the word of God. Let me have the truth of God. Let me have the pure words of life. Let me have the words of life, the words of eternity. Let me have the message of love, the message of power, the message of Christ. Let me have the message of the healing power of Christ let me have the message of the goodness of God let me have it in my unconscious mind so no matter what happens immediately I say the Lord is good to me my God is dependable yes yes pray that in your unconscious when you just fall out you speak the word when you lose your temper if that would ever happen you bring out the word when you are articulated, it is the word. When you are challenged, it is the word. When you are harassed, it is the word. When you are excited, you don't say uh, uh, this or that. It's the word that comes out. Begin to thank him. Father, we thank you. Lord will bless you. Lord will give you praise. And as we round up, somebody's here and I don't know, it may just be you. You're in this year now. But Jesus is not occupying the right place in your heart. You, 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 you love him, you're excited about him. But you have not enthroned him as Lord. You have to give him that place that is his alone. Like what we're saying, the word, the key thing is the word above. The word beyond. The word first. The word taking priority. Many of us have had the word, but it comes subject to science, comes subject to medical reports, comes subject to that. But today, the word above us, somebody, Jesus, is saying, I want to take the throne in your heart. I want to be Lord. I've been friend and all of that, but that will not save you. What goes together is Lord and Savior. I must be Lord and Savior. Jesus come into my heart today this early 2022 
I want to pray with you. If you're saying that, just raise your hand so I can pray with you anywhere you are. If you're saying that anywhere you are, raise your hand so I can pray with you. Today, what a day to do that. Jesus, Jesus, I want you, Lord, in my life. Yes, raise that hand as you say. Raise it. Tell Jesus, come. Jesus, come. 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 Come and take your place. Come and take your place. God bless you, my brother. Come. 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 Yes, come. Come. It's important. That's what the word says. You must accept him. He said, as many as received him. Those who didn't receive him, he couldn't do much for them. But as many as received him, to them he gave power. To them he gave power. So is there still any person here? He's saying, I must be Lord. I must come and take the throne. Jesus, come into my heart. My brother said after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you today acknowledging that you are the son of God. You came into this world to die for sinners. I am one of them. I believe you died on the cross and you rose again on the third day for my justification. Jesus, my sins, I present to you. Wash them with your blood. Write my name in your book of life. And today, give me the power, as you have promised, to live as a child of God from this day on and forever. I am yours. You are mine. Thank you, Jesus. I am born again. I am saved by you. You are my Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, off Banex Guarampa Expressway, near Next Cash and Carry, Abuja, 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at tfatherschurch. Also on Instagram, the Father Church. God bless you.